Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Christina Shea, founder of Blue Skies Beauty. Now, today we're going to discuss how to follow your passion at any age, the power of your why, and how CBD changed her life. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here today talking about all things beauty and purpose and blue skies life. So thank you for having me on here. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Now, before we get started, guys, I know you like the short version, but I've got to give it to you. Let me just give you a little bit of background about Christina. It's very interesting because a lot of us think we have certain things going on in, on, in our life, but let me just give you a little bit of her background. She's been widowed twice and she's experienced personal finance and lost in, in, in loss. And she raised her young daughter as a single mother and a single income earner with high stress becoming her normal. It affected her overall health. Now guys, Christina fell out downtown Toronto in a downtown Toronto financial district at work one day because she found out that she had a brain cyst and she experienced vision loss and debilitating migraines. I don't have to say it guys, but of course this affected her life in every way possible. Christina, give us a little bit about what's going on or what happened in your life during this time. Wow. Yeah, it was quite the journey. It still is to be honest, but I basically worked myself almost to death. You mentioned that I had some major losses in my life. We all have our stories, right? I lost my first husband at the age of 24 years old. And uh, I really was basically had nowhere to live. I sold the condo that we were in and my name wasn't on really anything. I learned a lot about protecting yourself afterwards, but I didn't have my name on any assets or anything. So basically everything went to the government and taxed on top of it, which was literally whatever I had to pay those taxes. And it was just, it was a wake up call, which I sort of listened to, to be honest, because I did guide my life in a different way. I've always appreciated the small things and being grateful, the smell the roses and that kind of thing. But it also propelled me on a mission because I had to earn money. And that's really the end of the story. So I worked myself literally almost to death. I rose up from being just basically a graphic designer to a studio manager. Then I also had my own consulting on the side and worked for a lot of the major top banks here in Canada, doing everything from branding, marketing, and then communications. So basically I would do a day job, a night job, and I even taught fitness on the side because I refused to let myself become out of shape because I thought, well, if I'm teaching it, I'll have excuse. So I taught belly dance even as well. Um, Yeah, I know. So I had quite an eclectic, that was my side love, um, which I can always talk about a bit later, about embracing your body and, and purpose for that matter. But um, yeah, it was very challenging. I was a single mom, then I remarried and he unfortunately passed away too, but we had some marital issues. So I really, in the end, supported him financially in many ways. 
when we were together. So it was really challenging. So everything was left up to me, really. So I thought the only way to do it is gain titles, get promotions, get that client, work longer, work harder. How much can I fit in a day? Try to see if I can. This is before people talking about marketing automation or other kinds of, it was basically you're trading time for money. Mm-hmm. So I would sleep three hours a night, if that sometimes, and I don't know how I did this. I look back and I'm still exhausted from it. <laughs> right? Yeah. If I told you at my day, I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning or I'd be even earlier sometimes, but I'd be usually, that was my average start time. My alarm would go off. I'd have to get my little one off to daycare because I work downtown Toronto. So catch that train. If I was lucky, I would grab a coffee or a tea. I existed on diet Coke and sugar most of the time, which is not healthy. And uh, yeah, so I, and then I would rush home to get her, make dinner, teach fitness, bring her wherever I had to go. My marriage was not great for many reasons. Just my husband had addiction issues. So any excuse for me to get out of the house on top of it. So everything was left up to me, the bills functioning, everything. So I literally worked myself to death. And I remember meeting, I was to meet a client and I was going down the escalator in the financial district and I was gripping this escalator rail thinking, oh my God. And I don't usually faint or pass out or any of these things. It's not a, a usual thing. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to fall down these metal stairs. And I just held on for dear life. And then when the elevator or the escalator hit the, uh, I'm laughing, but it wasn't funny, <laughs> hit the bottom. I literally became face to floor with the floor. And I was rushed to the hospital where I was diagnosed with a plethora of things, but really the main driver for all those health issues was stress and burnout and not just mm. corporate burnout from living my life the way I was doing it. And I got that. So that's really how I became so sick. And I started finding my purpose. And I did get back on that hamster wheel a little bit later in the cannabis space, the cannabis public space, because it was something I was so aligned with. But I realized again, that I had put myself into kind of a hamster wheel again, trading time for money and also working with people that were not aligned with my values. I think that's a very big thing for me. You come to a certain point in your life and you're like, this company does not walk their talk and I'm not aligned with the direction that they're going. So a lot of those things came into play. And really I was very frustrated and I was like not living my life purpose. And that's really where I guess we will lead the conversation into the next, I don't know, direction that maybe you want to take it, but that's really how it all started. If that answers your question. Yeah. First, before you go into the why and living in your purpose, because we really want to discuss that. What we all really want to know as well is that you started your business at 49 years old. And it's so inspiring because so many of our listeners feel after you pass a certain age or pass a certain point, you can't pivot. And you can't go live in your passion and start something new. So what, what triggered you to say, okay, at 49, I'm going to start. I'm not, it's not too late or I just stay unhappy and just retire like everybody else. Yeah. There's always risks to everything. But to me, the, one of the biggest risks is meeting yourself. What, say you, you went you know, to the other side, passed on and you meet the version that you could have, the version of you that you could have been. And also the regret factor. I know Jeff Bezos speaks to this in your rocking chair when you're 80 or whatever, and like thinking, what if um, I done this? So I, I really, I think COVID was a catalyst for many people, the pandemic. Being here in Canada, we have been in major lockdowns. I was laid off from that company, which I was intending to leave at some point anyway, because of the, it was just a very toxic work environment that was not 
conducive, especially for women. So I would say that it was really just a catalyst. I was like, do I want to live my life, the rest of my life working for a company that I don't align with? And I don't feel gives me real purpose because I joined it initially for my purpose of really educating and crushing the stigma of cannabis on how it can be used therapeutically, which is what I you know, ended up doing throughout my wellness journey to recover. So that was really what it was. But then I realized this company is not aligned with my purpose and they're not walking the talk. So I was like, okay, I have to make a change. And during the pandemic, I was like, this is the opportunity. This is the best time to just cut your ties. It's, you almost have to go back to corporate, never going to say never, maybe consult or whatever. But I don't want to be working for a company that is not taking me anywhere. It's not elevating me to the direction that I want to go. And I don't feel that I'm really aligned with where they want to go. It's not going to take us anywhere. So I want to go where I want to go. And purpose offers you a sense of direction. It creates meaning. And I think a lot of people during the pandemic started thinking, which we're talking a lot about the great resignation, Mm -hmm. but they're feeling that they are not creating any impact or they're, you're spending eight hours plus at a job. I mean, I spent way more Mm -hmm. for a company that didn't really support what I was wanting to do or I wasn't aligned. So spending most of your life and hours of your day doing something that you feel has no meaning will make you, honestly, it'll start to make you depressed or feel like a robot. I didn't want to feel like a robot anymore. So I just woke up one day and I said, okay, I've always wanted to do this. So let's do it. And there's always a risk, but I said, the biggest risk is not doing anything for change. And if you want to make change, it has, it's going to be uncomfortable. And so that's really what it came down to. And I thought, if this is the time I'm 49, I'd rather not do it when I'm 60. (laughs) So I still feel I have a lot of good years left, a lot of impact to offer for women to elevate women wellness, making them feel beautiful inside and out, elevating cannabis on a level and plant power for that matter. It's not just cannabis and how you can bring that into your life and use, I wouldn't like to call it alternative medicine, but really natural um, medicine and natural products that can really elevate and increase your longevity in life. So you actually spell blue skies, the, the, the instead of IES, you have a Y. And I know that so many people probably are like, oh my goodness, she's got a typo. But honestly, you did that because of the power of your why and and the passion. You've given us quite a bit of why you started you know, why you started Blue Skies, but let's get in deeper as far as your true following your passion and like how you were driven there. And I mean, and, and we'll also go into, let's also touch into like CBD and and why you went there, because you have such a unique story. Like you were talking about, you were painfully painfully dry. Now I know ashy and I don't know if you are familiar with the word ashy, but ashy is just like when you can see it's, it looks like you stepped up against a chalkboard or something like you leaned up against a chalkboard. I know ashy, but it was painful. So let's get into the power of why for you and blue skies beauty and how that led into CBD. Wow. Yeah. Basically I'll go start with the CBD on that level. When I became really sick, I was, I was given the option of initially of doing a surgery to remove the cyst. And I didn't like that idea because at the time I was told it could cause issues and side effects, including losing vision and all sorts of things and self-employed at that time. So I didn't feel like that was an option in a single mom. And I felt there must be a better way. Losing your vision when you don't have to is not necessarily an option for me either. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it was a risk. It wasn't, it was probably like, it wasn't like the 
biggest risk. There was lots right. of other things, but I just didn't like the idea of it. Right. So definitely vision is something I'd like to keep. And I didn't feel like risking. That's one thing I did not want to risk. And so I was given painkillers and a lot of other things to subside with the migraine pain that I was having. And a lot of it, I think, was honestly lifestyle too, that was combining all these things together. I became addicted to a lot of these painkillers and they've caused also a lot of side effects with my you know, stomach and acid reflux and all these things because they eat at your lining. And I was just a wreck. So I would come home and I would be like exhausted from the day. I'd be existing off sugar, Coke and painkillers. And I remember one of my girlfriends had come over to help me look after my daughter because I was having one of those days where you put an ice pack on your head and you want to be in the dark. And she said, why don't you try something different? This is not working. And I said, I've tried everything. I said, and she's, why don't you try some cannabis? And I looked at her like she was crazy. And I said, absolutely not. I do not do drugs. And she goes, she looked at me. She's what the hell? She goes, look at your bedside table. You've got all these pills. You're doing drugs. You're doing right? So I thought, wow, she actually has a really valid point. Now I don't smoke or anything like that. So I started investigating the oil and, and so on. And I also don't, didn't really want to feel high. I don't judge because the THC and CBD actually do work well together, but CBD oil really helped mitigate my need for taking some of these pills. And it also helped with some of my, I'll be honest, I had anxiety. I had a lot of anxiety and had a lot of trauma that was going on in my life from losing, you know, two people close. And a lot of the other things that were along the way, especially being a woman, right? You have some events in your life that sometimes you don't want to recall. It really did help with um, me keeping me calm. It it helped with my pain. And I kept everything at, at a good level during the day. And I really helped me sleep as well. So I just really discovered this. And then when I was having all this stress, it was manifesting in my skin. Oh my God. So all these health conditions. So now it was manifesting in my skin, which I was embarrassed now to show my face. Sometimes I'd be covering it up with makeup and, and I don't wear a ton of makeup I and mean, I like my lipstick and everything, but I started wearing a lot of more foundation and stuff to cover all these rashes. I had spots of eczema. I had also, and this is all triggered by stress and what was going on in my body. So then one day, I'm sure many other people have tried this. I don't know what made me do this, but I used some of my CBD oil and I thought, well, put it on my skin. And it was like, almost like an eraser for some of the skin conditions, I noticed even the next day, it helped tremendously. The, the irritation, the rash, all of that stuff, the redness. And so I thought, wow. So I'd been using this for quite some time, to be honest, and, and along with my internal use of CBD. And it has such a stigma to it because people don't understand you know, what cannabis is. It's a plant, just say, or lemongrass or something. It, there's so much, or ginkgo. There's so many therapeutic purposes to this plant. And I really believed, and that's why I had worked for that cannabis company, because I felt that there was a mission for me to really elevate CBD, but also women and wellness. Instead of maybe grabbing that glass of wine, maybe you have a, a tincture with some CBD in it, or you could even make a CBD cocktail for that matter. And and making women feel beautiful inside and out because I felt really ugly and I had a lot of anxiety, just like not feeling good about myself. If you don't look good, you don't feel good. So that's really what kind of drove the business idea to making incorporating CBD with beauty products, because I really do feel you will be more, I, I don't know, successful in life if you do feel good about yourself. And I wanted women to feel beautiful inside and out. So I'm also launching nutraceuticals as well, because I believe health comes from the inside, but it also comes from your mindset. And you combine the outside beauty and your inside health, you will perform much better. And that's really the purpose of why I get up in the morning is that I want to 
elevate women and make them feel beautiful inside and out. So it is so powerful to have a reason why. And that's a strong, that's a strong why. That's definitely a strong why. So uh, as far as some of the things that you have experienced in starting your your business, Blue Skies Beauty, what were some of the challenges that you had? Because you were in corporate America. So you just jumped out there and decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. What did that look like? Well, thank you for asking. It's a great question because not I did have savings. So I had savings that I could leverage on because I do have to live, but I also invested in my company. I will be honest, the banking issues are the biggest challenges because of the CBD market. Even it, I don't like to call myself a CBD business, but because my some of my products, not all of my products, contain CBD. It's a huge market right now. And I think it was in 2020, it was valued 9.3 billion. And it's got an annual growth rate of 22% from mm. to, to, to 2025. So it's a huge opportunity. And I think it's also a huge opportunity to really just get into the wellness market as a whole. So I saw this opportunity. I didn't, I don't want, didn't want to miss it. So I'm still going into that because the wellness space is, is huge. But the banking issues are the biggest issues because a lot of the banks do not want to even Shopify or the payment gateways is to work with a bank that will agree to work with you. And there's a lot of steps to do that. It was very challenging. Definitely. There's a lot of red tape, a lot of bureaucracy. And I really, I had to plead my case to a couple of those banks and then only one ended up uh, taking me. And I was here, I had all this product ready and I was not prepared for that because I knew that there was some banking issues, but I thought, oh, that's okay. It'll be dealt with. I have money in the bank. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges. If you have no money, there's lots of ways to start a business with little money, but I don't have millions and millions of dollars spend on ad budget or live. So you do have to have credit cards and a banking set up so you can operate your day-to-day and have cash flow. So that's a real thing. So working with a bank for me as a woman, single mother, and now I'm not employed. So they're going to be looking at your credit um, right. rating. They're going to be looking at your background. These are real life things, the challenges that I dealt with. And I think that was one of the biggest one. The other was actually I had engaged with originally a partner, which I did not do my due diligence on this partner. It was someone that I was friends with. And I thought that would be great as a medical cannabis educator and so on, but she didn't bring much to the table, to be quite frank. And not only that, things became a little problematic and it was very clear that this was not something that was going to work out. And luckily I had identified that early on because I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is think that they can go into business with their friends or people that they know without really doing their due diligence. And so that's what I would say. Are you both aligned? Are you both bringing skill sets that are valuable? Are you both putting skin in the game like money? That's a big one. And if they're not, what are they really truly bringing in terms of value? And are you both aligned of where you want to go with a company in terms of values and prop business proposition? And also, they, are they in it for the long run? Or are they in it for the short run? Could get rich kind of quick thing. Those things didn't work for me. But it's not a great person, but we weren't aligned that way. So she's doing her thing and I'm doing mine. But I identified that early on because if you don't, it's, and yeah. it's actually, I think, harder to get out. And I had to engage a lawyer and I had to remove her from the incorporation and some licensing that we had. So it was that was a big challenge but I overcame that and luckily I identified that soon on and it's better to deal with right away rip off the band-aid because it'll be much uglier if you do it later that would be my advice that one and other gosh there's so many challenges right but now marketing is a big challenge because CBD in general is you're not able to put that on typical things like Facebook or other paid advertising mm -hmm. so a lot of that comes down to educational which we're, we're working on very much but it's about being able to really delegate and find the skill sets that complement yours, I think is also another big 
big thing that I would say, I, I have an accountant. I don't do my books and a lot of small businesses. I know they do their own. It's not my thing. I hate it. So <laughs> I know my numbers, but I, I, I trust them to help and support me in that space, but definitely keep yourself educated on it too, because you have to understand how your business is doing and progressing along the way. Yeah. So I think there's always so much to learn. And I think networking is a big thing. Um, I don't like that word, but networking is your net worth Mm -hmm. and building relationships. So right now during uh, the lockdown, I'm trying to take a lot of these things on offline or well, we can't meet in person, but so we meet in zoom. So instead of just taking a phone call or emails, take those conversations and make them more real time as much as possible. So those are some of my, my top tips. I have so many, but I, I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, that is incredibly helpful because there's so many people that are out there that are trying to get started, but you know, of the success you hear this, the success, but what about the challenges? And that's what's really important for each one of us to, to hear. And it's encouraging to, to hear other people and how they get through those issues. So thank you so much for sharing, but you've given us so much and we have to ask for more because this is our mentoring moment segment. And this is where we ask you to dig in a little bit deeper to give even more back to our audience as a, just a thought provoking question. If you were able to go back and give yourself advice five years ago, what would that advice be? Gosh, I would have a lot to tell. There's some things I wouldn't do differently because then I wouldn't have my beautiful daughter, but I would, I would have protected myself as a single. I'm not saying I'm not, I wasn't single then I would have protected myself financially when I was married. Number one, make sure that when you're young, you don't think of these things. Ensure your name is on the properties. Ensure your names are on the RSPs. Like it's not just under one person's name. You're contributing to that marriage, whether it is financially or you're staying at home, you're contributing. You should never have to be worried about that. I know I don't mean to sound more bose either, but especially if you have children, do get that life insurance. Unfortunately, my husband, um, the father of my child, he smoked and he was ineligible for many reasons, but I can't emphasize that enough um, in terms of a lifestyle and protecting yourself. And if I went back and I would, the biggest thing I would say is you'd be confident. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome, even though I was working so hard, I was accomplished. I had many different degrees. I even got my project management accreditation, my PMP, all these things that I was doing is I think I would tell her that you are enough. You don't have to keep trying to prove yourself because a lot of the times I was trying to get approval from my parents, to be honest, okay. you need approval from yourself. Right. I wanted my parents to say, wow, you made it like with this title or that title or congratulations, you got another degree. Or I, I think I was fighting so hard for their approval and maybe society's approval as a whole that I was not finding what made me happy. And I was also not going for the things that really mattered to me. I, I would pursue things that didn't really in the long term provide me not only happiness, but not only I was starting to, I think I would to ask her, what do you define as success? Because yes, money in the bank is important and all those things, but also having the time to be with your child and enjoy, be fully present just because you're present in mind, right. you're present in mind. <laughs> yes. I know this might sound, oh, it's not, not important. It is. It's going to be really important when you look back 20 years later and you realize you missed out. And also maybe your relationship with your, your children suffered because you weren't present. That's one thing I would say. And yeah. And just keeping extra be you don't try to fit into someone else's mold mm-hmm. and surround yourself with people that you want to be like, that might mean your circle is smaller and that's okay, but really surround yourself and and build that network with people that you want to be like, that you aspire to be like, and surround yourself with a lot of people have toxic people around them. And I know I did. 
And that affects your way of thinking and it affects your potential for success and whatever that is, it, it affects you on so many levels. So start nurturing that circle, reach out to people that you admire, even if they are, you think they're big names, who cares? You have something to always offer. And that might be just that you offer them support and verify that they are successful, but they will identify that you have drive and that you have potential too, if they see who you really are. I, and your circle of friends is so important and you can keep it small, but I think that's one of the biggest things. Keep out the toxic thinking, turn out, tune out the noise and follow your direction and be passionate and have a belief in what you're doing. Cause then you will be able to carve that way for you future and probably save you a lot of time too. You have to make your own mistakes along the way too, to learn. And yeah, that's on the other note. Failure is permanent and neither is success. So yes. (laughs) So pick yourself up. You might be successful. You might fall down or you might just keep failing. And there's always, you might be bruised. Just get back up and dust yourself off and keep going forward. Yes. Such great advice. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Christina. Okay. You have done it. And our audience will want to know how to connect with you. Please let them know how. Oh, thank you. Yes. You can reach out to me. I try to answer everybody and everyone. So you can reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook at blue skies life. So that's the handle. And again, remember it's spelled with a Y. So blue skies, S K Y S life. Also the website. I have two so blueskieslife.com. Um, again, that's spelled with a Y and blueskiesbeauty.com. So B-L-U-E-S-K-Y-S and then beauty.com. That's where I carry the CBD products uh, for the United States and working on other markets, but that's where you can reach me. And you can also reach me on LinkedIn with a message and you reach out and connect with me. Christina with a K. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A and it's Shea, S-H-E-A, like the butter or the stadium, I like to say. So (laughs) reach out if you want to collaborate, if you want to ask a question. I'm always about collaboration versus competition. So if you have something that's aligned maybe with beauty and wellness, like we, we could maybe do something like even an Instagram live, for example. Or if you would like someone to speak and support and help crush the stigma of CBD and cannabis, I do have a science degree in cannabis as well. So definitely reach out. I love to hear from everyone and um, like to contribute in any way I can. Thank you once again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.